All right, in this video, I'm gonna explain how you can boost your energy levels and have more energy throughout the day. And this is something that a lot of people have been asking me about, especially on Instagram, is uh, regarding my nootropic use, how I'll keep my energy levels up and things like that. So I thought I'd just make a really detailed video explaining five really simple ways you can boost your energy. And none of these, by the way, will be nootropics or supplements. These will all be natural things you can do that anyone can do, you know, really easily just from their own home. They don't cost any money. And it's just basically a change of habits and a change in the way you do things. So before we get into the video, make sure to subscribe because I do post weekly motivation videos and all sorts of biohacking tips and things like that. So subscribe, turn on notifications and we'll get right into it. So number one, you need to find a way to sleep better. And this has been shown across the board, you know, to, no matter what you're trying to do, if you can improve the quality of your sleep, you will improve everything else. Um, this has been shown in numerous different studies uh, because most people, yeah, they might be sleeping eight to nine hours a day, but if they're not getting enough deep sleep, then it's a kind of irrelevant. You're not really getting the sleep that you need. So you really need to start tracking your sleep. And the best way I've found of doing that is to actually use an Apple Watch. But there are different ways you can, you know, you can use like a Fitbit or something. Most smartwatches these days actually have a fitness and sleep tracker. The reason I suggest using an Apple Watch is because I found it to be quite accurate. And also you can see a detailed analysis in the app of, you know, the different stages of your sleep and everything like that. So I actually use an app called AutoSleep on the Apple Watch 3. But I'm sure by the time I release this, there'll be, there'll be better ones out there. So just look for the most up-to-date Apple Watch sleep tracking app. Um, or just get something easy like a Fitbit and start tracking your sleep so you can understand what influences your deep sleep, what influences your REM sleep. The goal that you want to try and achieve is you want to try and get to the point where you're having between 90 minutes and two hours of deep sleep per night. And I know that sounds like a lot. Well, actually, no, for most people, that doesn't sound like a lot in terms of your total sleep. If you sleep for eight, for eight hours, most people would assume that you're going to get at least one hour of deep sleep in that eight hours. That's not always the case. And in fact, when I first started tracking my sleep, I realized that I wasn't getting even one hour of deep sleep a night. Um, so it really depends on a few things. The main one is temperature uh, of the bedroom. So if you keep the temperature down, if you keep the temperature between 15 and 20 degrees uh, throughout the night, that's gonna really help to get enough deep sleep. And um, that really does impact it quite a lot. And another one would be to make sure you don't eat too late in the, in the evening. If you eat uh, you know, in the last, in the one or two hours before trying to go to sleep, you're gonna hold yourself back. It's gonna be much harder to fall asleep. And even when you do fall asleep, you're not gonna get enough deep sleep. So you're just gonna wake up feeling the same, if not worse, you're not gonna feel refreshed. Number two, you really need to make an effort to control your stress levels. So across the board, stress levels are massively associated with aging, with you know lowering your immune system, with pretty much damaging every aspect of your body and your health. And most of the time, we don't even know we're stressed. It might be like a chronic stress or just something in the back of your mind that you're worried about, which, you know, if you don't deal with that, if you don't realize that you're, that you're stressing without realizing it, you, over time that's going to develop into inflammation into diseases and it's going to just you know wreak havoc on your body basically so there's a number of ways of reducing stress and i'm talking about stress that you are aware of and also stress that you don't know you even have chronic stress and there's a few ways of doing this firstly you need to pay attention to your muscular system because your neuromuscular system holds a lot of that tension in physical places um, let's say if you're worried about something you might find yourself subconsciously tensing up your neck and your shoulders and this, you might hold this tension throughout the whole day or even you know, for a few hours or something. Um, and that's gonna obviously damage your 
muscular system. So if you do that for too long, your scapular abductors will become weaker and your muscles will be out of balance. You won't be able to work out as efficiently as you would have been. So that's the first one, is to make sure that your muscles aren't holding any tension. It's kind of easy to fix that one, really. You just scan through your body and just try and tune into how each muscle, muscle group feels and where the tension is. Uh, so you can just start your head, work your way down and go one at a time through your body parts and just relax and release all of the tension in that muscle group. And the second one is of course meditation. So if you meditate for about 10 or 20 minutes a day, uh, ideally first thing in the morning and last thing at night, you will actually distance yourself from your stress. You will actually like separate yourself from your mind and from your the chatter that's going on all the time, uh, which is basically just the brain. It, you don't need to be connected to that all the time. You can just turn off that noise, that internal dialogue that you have with yourself all the time. Uh, you can just turn that off at least twice a day through meditation and that's going to massively help you lower your stress levels over the course of let's say two months. Number three is to actually just move more during the day. Most of us don't move enough and I've been, a, you know, I'm particularly bad at this myself as well since I work from home so I, I tend to just forget to actually leave the house uh, sometimes for days at a time. But you can actually work on that, you know, you can set up like a reminder on your phone to remind you to go out for a walk. It's not so much a problem if you have um, a typical routine if you go to school every day if you go to a job every day then you're you're already sort of moving a lot but if you work in an office if you you know you go to school and then you just sit down in the class all day you still might not be moving enough and the more you move throughout the day the more you're going to release endorphins your dopamine levels are going to be are going to rise your serotonin is going to rise and also it's going to help you sleep better which is then also going to help you reduce stress and it becomes like a sort of a cycle where everything influences the next thing. So if you actually move more during the day, you'll feel better, you'll sleep better, and it just becomes like a positive reinforcing cycle. And ironically, by moving more and using more energy, you will, over the, over the period of, you know, a few months, you will actually get more energy. So your body will realize that it needs more energy, you'll be hungrier, so you'll take in more calories and that will give you more energy. And also your body will become more efficient at using those calories. So this is known as your metabolism. Your, your metabolism will actually, you know, speed up the more you move around, the more exercise you do. That will cause you to not only be hungrier, so you eat more calories, but also to use those calories more efficiently. A classic, the, the best way of explaining how this works is if you imagine somebody who's not moving at all, let's say they're just sitting, sitting in their room all day, they're not going out for walks or anything, what will happen is over time they'll become lethargic, which is where your body just doesn't use the calories that you're taking in because it doesn't need to. It's learned that you're not going to use them, so it doesn't utilize them properly. So if you're not using the calories, then your body's going to eventually learn that you don't need to use the calories, you're not going to be moving much, so it slows your metabolism down, which means you need less calories, you know, you become less hungry, so you take in less energy, but also you have less energy to expend. In the same way, if you don't use your brain function, you'll lose it. If you don't use your creativity, it will disappear. You really need to use whatever you want to have in, on your body, basically. So with energy, um, that it, the same thing applies. The more energy you, you use, the better your body will be at extracting energy from food in the form of calories. And also your metabolism will improve and everything will sort of improve slowly over time. This one's kind of... Um, one that we tend to forget, but you really need to be drinking enough water. Most of us are dehydrated even just a, a tiny bit most of the day. So we only drink when we feel thirsty. By the time you feel thirsty, it's actually already too late because you're, you've already lost energy due to dehydration, deteriorated in some way. So you need to make sure you don't 
you, you shouldn't ever feel thirsty. You should be always drinking. Even if you're not thirsty in the moment, you drink so that you won't feel thirsty in half an hour's time, one hour's time. And this directly relates to your energy. If you're hydrated, you're going to have much more energy than someone who's not hydrated. It's just a kind of really simple thing. But the, the best way of realizing that you're dehydrated or that you don't drink enough is if you start exercising, if you do some sort of HIIT training, cardio, whatever, go for a run, start cycling, if you realize within the first five minutes that you're thirsty, then you haven't been drinking enough, you know, up until that point. So you shouldn't feel thirsty when just when you start exercising. If you do, it's because your body doesn't have enough water in the system to, you know, properly do all of the things it needs to do when you exercise. Um, and you can set reminders for this. You can set reminders on your phone. You can set reminders, you know, if you have a smartwatch, you can get it to vibrate and tell you that you're not drinking enough. Um, or you can just, you know, fill up a giant water bottle, like a four liter one, and just visually see how much you've drunk throughout the day. And number five is kind of a mixed one. So it's, it's about eating. And there are different ways you can eat in terms of energy, different um, techniques or ways of eating to, to actually get energy from the food. The first one is not to actually eat at all. If you don't eat in the morning, if you skip breakfast, it's called intermittent fasting, uh, then your body will actually, after about 12 or 15 hours, will start burning the fat in your body for fuel instead of carbohydrates, which is glucose. So this is a really good way to start the day, is to actually not eat any food until about one o'clock in the afternoon. That way your body's burning fat, you're more mentally alert, you have more clarity in your brain. You know, if you need to do work first thing in the morning, you have more clarity and energy then. And it means that when you do eat food, let's say if you eat at one or 2 p.m. Uh, for the first time during the day, your body's gonna really appreciate and absorb that food twice as well as if you had eaten breakfast, basically. So you can experiment with this. There are different types of intermittent fasting. I like to just do the 16-8 split, so I'll eat for eight hours a day and then not eat for 16 hours of a 24-hour period. So in reality, in like real terms, that just means I skip breakfast most days. And yeah, it's a really good way of utilizing the calories that you're using better. So I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did enjoy this, leave a comment, let me know what you think. Leave a comment also just telling me your best energy hack. Like maybe you have an idea of how to improve your energy. I'd love to hear that and uh, leave a like as well. So one bonus tip that I wanna give you, I know the title was five things, but I wanna give you six. And the sixth one, the last one is actually to take a cold shower. If you feel tired, and actually this, this would apply to not just if you want more energy, but if you're feeling sad or you know weak or unmotivated or any of those negative things, if you take a freezing cold shower, it's very, very difficult for the body, for the neuromuscular system and for your nervous system to continue to feel bad if you're having a freezing cold shower. Because when you have a freezing cold shower, not only do you trigger your dive reflex, and I could, I could get into the science of all this, but I'm not gonna bore you with the details. You trigger your dive reflex, you release endorphins, your dopamine levels go up, and your serotonin levels go up. All of this is gonna make you feel not only energetic, but also motivated, you're gonna feel happier. It's almost impossible to be sad or any you know negative emotion if you're in a cold shower. And yeah, so I always do this when I need to pick myself up or if I'm feeling you know, a bit sluggish or I need a boost in energy, I'll just jump in a cold shower. And the key is you need to stay in the cold shower for at least two minutes at least two minutes, not just 10 seconds and then you jump out because that doesn't really do much other than sort of annoy you a bit and uh, it, doesn't, it sort of defeats the point. You need to stay in there for two minutes. You need to get past that first shock where you feel annoyed um, and all you want to do is just jump out of the cold water. You need to get past that and then move on to the point where you're doing something good for your body, you're actually benefiting yourself. So anyway, that's finally it now. Leave a comment, I'll see you next time.